Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Bone, 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 <laughs> bone, 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 bone. Now tell me what. You, um, hello, the internet. It's me, Jack. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to season 305, episode two of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a yeah! production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into the lyrics of Crossroads. By Bone Thugs and Harmony, <laughs> and also America's Shared Consciousness. It is Wednesday, September twentieth, twenty twenty-three. Yeah. Hey. Uh, it's hey. National Punch Day. Don't be a don't be a bully and say, hey, you know today's National Punch Day, National Care for Kids Day, National Fried Rice Day, National String Cheese Day, and Pepperoni Pizza Day. Sure. Yeah. All right. Big big mozzarella has a lock on September twentieth. Damn. I know. They're doing a lot today. You, Too you much. Still, you keep you the string cheese at the house? You keep string cheese on you for the kids? Are they still no, on No, they are, our kids don't like cheese. It's crazy. Oh, okay. They, they like, they're lactose intolerant or oh, something. They're crazy for it's that so one. It's so weird. No, yeah, they, my, my seven-year-old doesn't like cheese, and so we don't really keep it, it around. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It does. Uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. So train me and pay for me. $160 million plane for me. Suit me up and give me the controls. Because I'm yeeting this here jet plane. Don't know if I will be detained. F-35 just had to go. That is courtesy of Willie K on the Discord. Nailed it The in terms of the writing. I did not. Got my phrasing went off a little bit, but uh, for you, sir, uh, boing mm. or sprung, uh, the sound of an arrow hitting a bullseye. Yeah. I don't know how to make a sound of an arrow hitting a bullseye that doesn't imply that my dick is getting hard. Sprung, that, that just sounds like I'm trying to do boner. Anyways, I'm thrilled to be joined as always <laughs> by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Speaking of trying to do boner. Uh, <laughs> sitting in the theater, vaping big clouds, singing the Beetlejuice. 
laid back laid with back. my hands on my boyfriend and my speed dial on the mare. Shout out to yes. Blinky Hack on the Discord for that Lauren, Lauren Bolbert verse. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Wow. How do how do I do Bolbert bars? Theater? Yeah, Bull bars, as we say. Bars. Yeah. <laughs> Bobar is the king of the elephants. <laughs> well, Miles, mm-hmm. we're thrilled to be joined in our third yeah. seat by a brilliant, talented writer, podcaster, yes. who you know from publications such as the New York Times, the New York Er, the New York Review of Books, GQ. I haven't heard of any of these. One of one of the co-hosts of the legendary podcasts, Girls in Hoodies and Night Call, and the writer, creator, and host of the legendary podcast, Heidi World, the yep. Heidi Fly Story. Please welcome back to the show, Molly Lambert! Are you, are you telling up? us to get out of the I'm... way? <laughs> beep, beep, <laughs> I was trying to match... Trying to match the chaotic energy. <laughs> yeah. Busy bone. Bone Yeah, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Cause I'm on the third mic. Oh man. I just discovered how far off I was on on Crossroads lyrics. I heard that song a thousand times. Wait, the so sound it, of a boner is swing. Swing. Yeah. Well, that's because swing. you grew Wait, up is, in the nineties. And what about boy is the sound Sproing is the sound of like a when you get ejected from a seat in a spring, oh, yeah, spring, yeah, yeah. Okay. and what's boy like an airplane emergency seat? It's like boy yeah. So what? What's the best oh, sound okay. effect for an arrow hitting a bullseye? Uh, it's the sound of a penis getting erect. Oh, it's the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A boy Yeah, yeah. Okay, Swing. cool. Okay, we're swinging it up. Swing low. Um, what about the crossroads, though, Jack? Because we, 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 we really were messing with the form by starting the bone I thought it was head south, thinking there's a party, Easy sees Uncle Charlie. But it is not that. It's, uh, it is. It is that? No, 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 it's not. It's, it's um, okay. let's all bring it in for Wally. Yeah, let's all bring it in for Wally, Easy sees Uncle Charlie. And I thought it said, and it proves that God's got him. Like he sees Uncle Charlie in his mind's eye, in the third eye. And, yeah. and that proves that God's got him. But instead, it's little boo, but God's got him. And I'm going to miss everybody. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go? From? What the? F- what is up? At? I'm going to miss everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's better. It's actually a better. I, I like the version of my head better. I'm going to stop looking at the yeah, yeah, Crossroads yeah. lyrics. Those are merely a it's suggestion. basically Catcher in the Rye at the end when he's like, I'm going to miss yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to miss everybody. And I'm going to miss everybody. My teacher tried to molest me. I'm sort of in love with my sister. My name is J.D. Salinger. Bunch of lousy phonies. And a bunch of lousy phonies. Oh, no. <laughs> and a bunch of lousy phonies. All right. Oh, uh, well. There's oh, that. well. I miss my weird Where do people find from you, prep school. Shaves twice. Shaves twice. That, that uh, part always. You guys like doing niche me. content? <laughs> like doing yeah. jokes, That's all we do. jokes for That's nobody? All we do. We like to shed as many listeners as possible in the first three Up minutes. Top, yeah. Get them like, the I'm fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm here to so make me laugh. So it's yeah. only our true barnacles that are still attached to the hull of this sink. We're not ship. here to make fans. 
We're, you know, <laughs> we're here to identify other people who have similar <laughs> who have deficiencies. the same mental illness yeah. as us. <laughs> and then we come together in this place called the Daily Zeitgeist. That's right. And I'm going to miss everybody. Ooh. And I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. Dude, oh. is, that why, is that how Drunk Boyfriend came up the other day? Was from missing, talking about how. I think bone, I think so because I think the original I think Matt Lieb, yeah Matt <laughs> yeah. Lieb was talking about bone thugs and said that part and then we can't we can't help but do the drunk boy. If I hear about someone's uncle Charles who died out of nowhere, just yeah. they haven't mentioned Uncle Charles before, I am gonna think of drunk drunk boyfriend. Will you yeah. fill me in on drunk boyfriend? It's an SNL sketch where <laughs> one of the things it's like one of those co- commercials. Yeah, one of the things that drunk boyfriend does is start crying about a relative that you've never heard that he's never mentioned before and then he, he just cuts him being like my uncle <laughs> it was like meant Who's to the be drunk like, boyfriend it was kyle mooney and then what was it sam what's his face sam rockwell sam rockwell and yeah. it was like it was basically like an animatronic humanoid doll that would be like your drunk boyfriend that you would have to take care of yeah. was this one of those like final quadrant of snl when they just start doing the weird ones no uh, i think this was one of the early like this was, it was like the first yeah. sketch yeah it was like <laughs> the fake commercial block yeah that usually you know? came right after the monologue yeah. right yeah, yeah yeah exactly it's so incredible that the variation in quality over that show yeah oh yeah it's jarring <laughs> it's jar- i am jarred yeah, it's I'm crazy like, when whoa, you're watching whoa. the end sometimes and and you're like Damn, they really haven't had a haven't made me laugh in like fifteen minutes, and then there's just like a really weird sketch at the end that they let slide. And you're like, right, right, right. Well, what and if yes. they let them do all the funny sketches instead of Lord Michaels coming in at like the zero hour eleven twenty nine and being right. like everyone's material gonna... is cut except yeah. for Pete Davidson, my good boy. I need a cheerleader sketch. It was funny how, like, in a bad episode, you would pray for that card to come up, and you're like, is it the outros yet? And you would hear that little bit of piano go, boom, and you're like, oh, God. That's everyone. Wow, you were made it to the end. (laughs) You were a prisoner to that show, huh? Oh, yeah. Guys, we had a really jam-packed Saturday night schedule. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. I I I have places to go, but I had to complete SNL. I was watching SNCC and then watching SNL. Like, okay. and pretending we weren't up that late. That was my Saturday night in the 90s. There you go. All right, Molly, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. We're going to check in with private equity. We're going to check in with Rudy Giuliani on whom it just keeps raining shit. <laughs> and I just want to narrate the whole thing. And then we're going to talk uh, about that lost F-35 and just the entire history of the F-35 jet program. Oh. It's, it's a real winner. <laughs> yeah. All of that, plenty more. But first, Molly Lambert, we do like to ask our guests, as you well know. Mm-hmm. Hey, Molly, what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? <laughs> well, right now, it's uh, Crossroads by Bone Thugs and <laughs> Boom, 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 <laughs> Yeah, you did point out that the actually the first lyrics of the song are bone, 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 bone. Bone, 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 bone. Bone, 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 bone. Um, I was also just reading about remembering about the video that there's a part where there's like a newborn baby that's died. Yeah. And uh, oh, then no. the people love takes... when newborn babies die in their music videos. 
and the reaper yeah. takes them all to wow. heaven. Yeah. Wait, isn't there one part where like someone touches the dude's eyes? And no, they touch the forehead and the eyes go black. And that's, oh, that's right. That's <laughs> and that's right. how you know that God's got him. Yeah, that to me, I was like, I don't know if I want God to get me like that. God's that seems pretty. Look, I'll yeah. be, I'll be real. I won't pretend to have looked up something cool. The most recent thing I searched for was the pop star Tate McRae, who has a viral TikTok song. So I was like, who Who's is Tate she? Tate McRae. Please help she me. She has a viral TikTok song. Her name is Tate uh-huh. McRae. Okay. And she's a Canadian pop star. And so the video is set in a hockey rink because it's about. Oh, hell yeah. She's getting getting back at her hockey player boyfriend who just cheated on her. Oh, no. I've Wow. She's I've never BFF. seen someone look more like their name. Yeah. Look more <laughs> like a Canadian pop star named Tate McRae. Yeah. Like I was she's like, just, if you just showed me like, who's this person? I'm like, that's Tate McRae, Canadian pop star. She's BFF with Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, okay. But she just had a song that went really viral on TikTok. And so I was like, who is Uh, this person? Okay. The song is called Greedy. And it's like, she's the video video looks like it is a Canadian spoof of Hit Me Baby One More Time. It does look like that. It's really funny. Like, it's like, what if Hit Me Baby One More Time, but Canada? Yeah, kind of. It's like if the Grimes video wasn't fascist. It's like I, I like when there's like a like a sports. Oh, like sports that that first video, video she had like at the monster truck rally or whatever the fuck. That yeah, was. where she was like, "I love arenas." <laughs> Yo, wait, where did they shoot this video? Is she based in L.A.? Who Tate McRae? Yeah. Probably. Why is it a Yo, hockey rink is, you recognize? Yeah, yeah. This is where I, this is where <laughs> I used to play hockey in Burbank. I think. <laughs> Yeah, of course it is. They shoot everything oh, there. It's like Pickwick. Yeah, yeah. The Pickwick oh, ice. Pickwick? I'm pretty sure it's the Pickwick ice skating place. I'd have to see if oh, they I have the windows. Oh, I just went there for the, the first side. time. Dang. Yeah, there was a big hockey boom in Los Angeles because of the Kings. Yeah, yeah. Do you know there. this? But Children of the Valley loved to go play hockey in a climate where hockey has never been played. Yeah, it's true. It's it's so true. And uh, who else? I remember the other fate like. I think I was like, honestly, I think it was one of the first black and ease players to ever play hockey because this was like in that fucking 80s. I was getting on the ice. And then Kurt Russell and Goldie And you Hans were like, kid. you just improved the game a thousand percent. You were it was, like... We were such a ragtag group. It was like us, like some Armenian kids, some Canadian kids whose like parents were like trying to cite to... the plot from Mighty Ducks, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. The Blazing <laughs> ragtag group. This coach came back. He had just got one of them DUI. was a girl. No, that we had, two, crazy. We had the... two Mexican kids, Jose and Joel. Yo, we were we the the team photo looked fucking lit. Bro. I don't know yeah. what the fuck. Bro, was this going is on. a movie. Yeah, it was, and it was eighty. It's literally the Mighty Ducks, but also it should be a movie about you and your ragtag group of Valley friends <laughs> going to New England and getting real desert hockey, shock. Yeah. playing yeah. against the rich kids <laughs> who have all the hockey gear. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Right. Like and Minnesota, or I... just like mean <laughs> Canadians. Like, just people People want to root against Canadians. This video is funny because it's like, I li- I've i never seen anyone do the aesthetics of hockey in a pop music video before. Yeah, and exactly. it's like so Canadian, obviously. But there's a right. part where she's wearing like a goalie glove. It's like she's dressed like sexy, but she's wearing <laughs> yeah. these like... <laughs> like just pieces of hockey gear. It's really yeah. funny. Yeah. It's like she's wearing like like a crop top and, and basketball shorts, kind of. Yeah. There's like this lone old like... 
like Gordy Howe hockey glove that she's like holding that I'm like, yo, that shit is so yeah, old. It's like an outdated. Okay. Okay, go it's ahead. It's like Jason Voorhees's uh, hockey gear is a little yeah, out it's of, really funny. Outdated. It looks like like the Thanos glove or whatever too. It's just like it's like not sexy. And then she's driving a Zamboni. She's driving a Zamboni. Much Jamie Loftus oh, no, this content. Ain't this ain't Pickwick. Jamie Jamie Loftus's influence is felt across much of the pop yeah. music landscape. Yeah, Jamie, it's very Jamie Loftus coded of Tate yes. McRae. It's kind of funny, like the last shot being her driving a vamp- Zamboni, like very, like in a very weird, like calm yeah. And way the quote was like, "It's about funny. being confident and sassy, yeah. <laughs> like taking control." It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's funny, and it's like a good. Here. It's a pretty good song. I heard it on TikTok a million times, and was like, "What is this?" Yeah, and now I know. Yeah, you know, it's Tate McRae. Now our listeners know, and that is the sort of shit that they were not going to hear from us. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so nah. this is a great search history. You are yeah, doing bringing, I'm bringing pop corner. Yeah. Well, Pop's it's just relevance. like usually the things. Okay, can I tell you the other thing I looked up? Uh-huh. This is more on the type of thing I normally look up, but I found out that. Well, maybe whatever. I'll never mind. I'll tell you guys later. Okay. okay. Shit. <laughs> I like that. All right. I don't want to make this part go too long. I'll what? bring it up in the jet fuel part. Okay. Uh-oh. The, the jet fuel doesn't melt. 9-11 was last week. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Molly, what is something you think is overrated? You know why? It's controversial, and I don't even know if I believe this, but I'm going to say it to be controversial. Pumpkin okay. spice. Oh, shit. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, so you don't... Are you kind of ambivalent? No, I'm drinking one right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. And wh- wh- how are you feeling? What are you drinking? It's kind of blinking in and out of existence. I'm drinking something... La Colombe. Disgusting. La Colombe. It's good. It's like disgusting and good. Uh, Sweet. It's a La Colombe uh, canned pumpkin spice latte mm. from Trader Joe's. And why does it have you feeling overrated and underrated at the same time? You seem conflicted. Because I think it's like I like the idea of pumpkin spice a lot, you know? And then a lot of the times the products, like, don't hit very well. Like, I was like, the mm-hmm. actual pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks is pretty disgusting. Mm. <laughs> Wait, so what do, as a con- what do you like about it as a concept? More just like that fall has a flavor and you're fucking with fall? Or that you yeah, actually man. do like that combo of, like, nutmeg and cinnamon and all that shit? Fall has a flavor and I fuck with fall. Okay. I do like the combo of nutmeg. Mm-hmm. I like that fall is represented by like a squash kind of. Seems yeah, funny. Yeah, the gourd, mm-hmm. gourd gang, yeah. Yeah, gourd gang. I think it's just like there's a platonic ideal of pumpkin spice that oh, okay. exists only in my mind. Right. So the execution of pumpkin spice is yeah. overrated. Yeah. I feel that. And a lot of people are just like, mm, we threw some cinnamon on it. Now it's a pumpkin spice flavor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. This thing, this gyoza that you ordered at the ramen place, it's pumpkin. Well, spice also, yeah, cinnamon. it's gotten out of control. <laughs> I went to trade. I think that's what I mean too. I went to Trader Joe's the other day, and I was like, they made too many things pumpkin spice now. Nobody right. needs pumpkin spice cream cheese. Yeah. Mm. They they need to. Ch- they do this thing. I where, like, might. I actually. I hate to inform you. I might need that. Okay. No, you See, don't. I might need that actually. No, you don't. This I'll is be like back my in fifteen one, minutes. My one like New York Jew uh, hard line thing is like no sweet bagels. Right, right, oh, right. Really? That's a donut. You cinnamon raisin? No, fuck no. that. That's a donut. Mm. Go eat a donut. 
Even with bagels some are locks? savory. <laughs> some pumpkin spice. What? Who said that? Somebody Cream said that. With... With Wait, but wasn't it like a viral fucking bagel that people were trying to get that was like, I had the cinnamon raisin with locks. Like there were like right. Wasn't that it, like the mayor of New York said it was his favorite or something? Oh, is that what it was? Eric Adams? Yeah, it was like Eric Adams or no somebody. He, I who thought was he was like a health or was like Bloomberg or no Cynthia Cynthia Nixon. Yeah, it was Cynthia yeah. Nixon when she was running. And Bon Appetit, we tried Cynthia Nixon's controversial bagel order. And yeah. Cinnamon raisin with lox? Lox, cream cheese, tomatoes, onion, capers on a cinnamon raisin no. bagel. Fuck it was just like, fucking crazy. You it was have hilarious. Not, she's been famous for too long. She's trying yeah. to be like, I'm a real New Yorker. Vote for me, I'm a real New Yorker. And then she was like, this is what I eat. And everybody oh, was like, man. boo. Cinnamon yeah. raisins, like, not only are they not in theory what a bagel should be, they're also not popular. Like, when you do a, a dozen bagels, Nobody like, the one that's shit. always left over is cinnamon raisin. Yeah. Bro, didn't you no- just say you'd try the pumpkin spice cream cheese, though? Like, which side yeah. are you on? Yeah, I'm an bro. idiot. Is so, it Uchi Wally or is I'll, it one mic? It's both. It's Uchi Wally wow. and one mic. Wow. Okay. okay Nazir. I like I like sweet things. And if if there's sweetness on on the menu and I'm in the mood for a little sweet sweet treat, a little sweetie, uh-huh. I'll go with it. But I it does seem like cinnamon raisin is just un- unpopular. I don't it's know. It's something who it's that for. the cinnamon and raisin, big cinnamon and big raisin have come together to try to make happen for far too long. Pumpkin spice cream cheese is ungodly. Yeah. Yeah. I, and also, also Zeitgang, if, if you're like, if you can help me understand why this is not an abomination, please let me know. I'm I'm curious. But if not, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and do an underrated. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. And we're back. And Molly Lambert, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from 
what is something from your search history? Uh, also, <laughs> what's something you think is underrated? Okay, underrated. Every time I come, I only do food things. Vanilla ice cream. Did I say this one last time, or am I just? I don't know. I'm feeling it again. Doesn't no, matter. I don't think you have. I think I you think may. Okay. I remember talking about this, but I don't know. This could be a universal underrated potentially. Yeah, maybe I was getting deja vu. You know, underrated. That is, right? oh, it's a glitch in the <laughs> matrix. Glitch in the matrix. Thank you. Underrated vanilla ice cream. Oh my okay. god. Okay. Speak well, on it. Wait, is it is it hard ice cream? Is it the soft serve? Is it all of the above? Double all of the above. French style. It's my birthday the other day. Hey, happy birthday. Shout out, Thank you. And the guy at the diner heard me and my friend talking about how it was my birthday at midnight and then brought us a little vanilla ice cream with whipped cream and rainbow sprinkles. Mm. Just like, oh, oh hey, I heard God. you say it was your birthday. Happy birthday. And it's like something I would never have ordered, but it was so fucking good. And I was just like, damn, vanilla ice cream. The same thing happened to me on Friday. On my birthday. What? Yes. Happy birthday, the Virgo dude, gang. The dude brought out a little, so- like a, um, like one of them stainless steel saucers with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on it. No, there was no whipped cream or other shit, but just like hooked it up. and was like, hey, man, for your birthday. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I ate that shit so, I don't know why. I don't know if it was maybe like the meaning behind it, but it was probably one of the most delicious vanilla ice creams I've ever had It was so good that yesterday I went to Foster's Freeze and ordered a vanilla ice cream sundae because I was like, Oof. yeah, why? What's a vanilla ice cream sundae? It's just vanilla like a... ice cream with like melted vanilla ice cream sauce on top? No, no, just like <laughs> vanilla with hot fudge and whipped oh, cream hot, cherry. Oh, okay, hot yeah, vanilla yeah. on it. Vanilla ice cream is the greatest like base. It's yeah. so That's good. what I mean. I think it's just like it's as a base, it holds toppings incredibly. And I think, you know, mm. I think we get caught up in these flavors Pumpkin spice, you mm-hmm. know. I think that's what I mean. It's like pumpkin spice. You're like imagining this incredible flavor, and it's like vanilla is right here. Yeah, right there. It's been here for us all Especially along. When there's a little bit of vanilla, vanilla bean, that shit feels like the height of classic oh, yeah. vanilla ice cream. Yeah, yeah. that little specks in there. Yeah, like, it's the only boring. black specks I will allow in my food. <laughs> Otherwise, it's probably mold. Yeah, it's true. It's like the people say, like, like. People talk about like vanilla sex. It's like, oh, what? It's like delicious. It's like really sad. Oh, it's the foundation <laughs> yeah. of all other great sexes. <laughs> <laughs> the most versatile sex that you're like kind of always in the mood oh, for. Oh, I'm sorry that my sex was universally appealing. <laughs> Pardon me. Huh. Didn't know. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry it wasn't more niche and unappealing. <laughs> Like a cinnamon raisin bagel with locks? Is that the kind of sex yeah, you want? Yeah, right? I don't Sorry, think so. It was like a warm hug <laughs> from cold warm ice cream. hug of the soul. Uh, yeah, shout out vanilla ice cream. Yeah, okay. Vanilla vanilla ice cream. We got to holler at us, please. Huh. Holler at us, vanilla please, ice cream. Whoa. Come on, sponsor our show, vanilla ice cream. Oh, yeah, I love vanilla ice cream. I mean, that sounds like it could be a jingle written by... And I'm loving vanilla ice cream. And I'm loving vanilla <laughs> ice cream. Yeah. And I miss vanilla oh, yeah. ice cream. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you should just go have some vanilla ice cream, man. It's pretty easy to get. <laughs> All right. Shall we talk about... What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about private equity? This, yeah, this, this, was, this is interesting. I, okay. I saw a headline 
that was uh, allow me to pull up the exact headline because I was like, what is this? Uh, It said, can private equity be ellipsis nice? And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it's an interview by uh, in Slate by Megan Greenwell, where she interviews one of the heads of KKR, which is this like private equity firm that just bought the publisher Simon and Schuster. And KKR is doing something that is kind of unheard of in the private equity world. They're offering employees of the companies they purchase an ownership stake. And you're like, wait, what the what, what, what do you mean? What the fuck is this? They basically built in a deal where part of like the total equity of the company gets put aside for employees and higher earning employees have the option to buy like additional equity if they want. Uh, but but everyone gets a piece for free. And the idea here is that when the company sells or goes public, everybody gets a little taste of something, not just the C-suite, which is like normal. And I mean, I feel like tech companies have been doing that with like stock like get allowing employees to like have stock and stuff like that for a while. But then when it comes time to like actually distribute it, they always like find a way to like, these things are tied to like 40 page contracts that the employees aren't going to have time to like read or like, you know, have their legal teams like pour over like some of, some of the examples is like a trucking company. Like these truckers don't have, fucking legal teams to like pour over no. and make sure they're not getting fucked over. But like, so this one, their golden goose of an example is this company called CHI Overhead Doors, yeah. where the private equity firm bought them, everyone had their stake, and when they sold, an average of 175,000 uh, was was like distributed to the to the like rank and file employees. Some longtime truck drivers, they say, made as much as 800,000. And yeah. like even in speaking to them, like these truck drivers are like, yeah, it's cool. Like I made the money. And also when you have a stake in it, you actually begin to see the inefficiencies in your own business. He's like, I used to get 40 cents a mile no matter where I drove. And I didn't care because more miles meant more money. But when I realized that that could affect the sale price of the company, then we started actually optimizing things. So it's like a very fucking like double-edged sword here because overall it makes no sense given what private equity is about and like their bloodlust yeah. for just chopping down the workforce to just, you know, lower co- in the name of lowering costs. But they say the private equity say it's win-win. It says workers get the chance for a big payout and a voice in company decisions. Not really. And investors get increased staff engagement and retention, which in turn creates higher profits. So the optimistic read on this is that it's an attempt to try to make capitalism a little more worker friendly. The cynical version is that this is just corporate. This is like a corporate whitewashing scheme. And it's meant for people to be like, oh, this is like this could actually benefit people. In the interview, the guy from the firm He's using a lot of maybes and might bees when it comes mm-hmm. to this becoming like a huge payout for people. And it's all nice in like a hypothetical context, but the outcomes begin to differ based on what happens even like when the, the equity firm exits the company. Like, do they go private? Do they sell it to another firm? And then what happens there? Does that next firm even give a fuck? So I think that, you know, it seems like they're one example of like the truck drivers making 800K like the ownership stake incentivized workers to just start cutting down on their own rather than the private equity firm coming in and doing it. And I think the other thing is that it's huge for retention, which seems to be the a huge cost of when a, like a new ownership, you know, team comes in. People right. just fucking, they're like, man, fuck this place. I'm out of here. But now they're like, what if we give you a piece? And now they don't have to cycle through thousands of employees to retain and train them. So to me, it seems like a very, 
elegant way of like cost savings while appearing to be doing the right thing because not everyone's going to get paid out $800,000. Like in right. that one example, they sort of parade around. Yeah. I mean, there are probably versions of capitalism that work, right? No, like, there are none. No, there's not. <laughs> like there's probably like a handful nope. of times that. Nope. But like there are millions. Nope. Of they stumble upon opportunities it. Opportunities for it to work. It's called nope. accidental socialism, if anything. Right. Yeah, socialism works. It doesn't work because it has. You have to exploit somebody for it to exist. Right. So somebody gets. Somebody has to get fucked for oh, it to yeah. function. The other yeah. thing that's there's really, no it existing without somebody getting fucked. Right. The like in this interview too, when like you know very pointedly, this journalist is asking like, why don't you just raise wages? Like when you come in, like how about that to keep employees? Like what a yeah. what, what does that work? And then they use this. I gotta like let you me wouldn't be book. writing this article if we did that. <laughs> probably what they're hold on. Let me answer. Also, I, I know to, Megan Greenwell. Shout out Megan Greenwell. Yeah, is that who wrote this? Yeah, and she under yeah she's got she knows she's writing a book right now about how private equity fucks workers like so she didn't go into this interview being like this is going to be great like it's there's a lot of really pointed questions but yeah uh kim stanley robinson like talks about how the like profit inherently like profit is the only goal of any of this shit and profit inherently is exploitative because it's like getting more than your fair share like, yeah that's that's the point of profit that's what profit means so in in this they ask like why don't you just like raise the salary like like that's the easy way to go and he says like look you know we we manage all kinds of people's money we including teachers uh teachers retirement funds we also manage wealthy people's money so i don't want to cherry pick but i'm just giving you a flavor for why this is so tricky if you're managing teachers pension money and you want to just raise everyone's salary that is on the backs of the teachers which is not ethical and it's not our money and that's like the fucking rationale they use to just hide behind that. To be like, then the te- it's the te- it's, it's the teachers. We're actually doing it take- for the teachers of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the like I, like you come away from this interview still kind of being like, okay, like this seems not like a win win. It seems like a win maybe win if the the environmental factors are precisely correct. Also, like mm. what they're giving you a cut of a company that they're about to run into the ground. Yeah. Right. But they say if if you guys can figure out how to save money even better, because then we don't have to be we don't have to just start doing layoffs like which to me is what's happening in Hollywood right now, too, Mm. is like the thing that was happening in publishing where they run all the big companies like your old school publishers like Simon and Schuster into the ground. And this is the company that just bought Simon and Schuster, right? Yeah. yeah. They're talking to the people who just bought them from, I think, yeah. like it was like a car out from Paramount or something. Yeah. So, yeah. They don't trying. have a plan. Their plan is to is to extract profits and get the fuck out of there. It's all <laughs> Enron all the way down. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's wild, too, because when this guy says, like, we're not just here just purely for profits. I'm like, this is then you wouldn't be running a fucking private equity firm. Right. Like, exactly. so I love that, like, the words come out this way. But yeah, it is a very it's an interesting, I think, scheme from private equity to try and, you know, save money in their own ways on like employee retention while trying to incentivize people to like stick around as long as possible before the inevitable. Because then they say stuff like we wouldn't just sell it to like another company who's like doesn't have the same ethos. It's like, really, if the fucking money is right, then then what? I, I don't yeah. think that's the case. It's just funny that like the global corporate media 
can will like find these examples where like if you look at it from a certain angle, it looks like hey, this thing's working and it's really like helping out the world. Yeah, anytime they're like, actually, check out this cool thing. It's like, mm. Mm, really? It's no, they're doing something different. Start making Marge Simpson noises. Mm. <laughs> My stomach starts making Marge Simpson noises. <laughs> All right, uh, let's cheer ourselves up by uh, talking about how it continues to just keep raining shit on Rudy Giuliani. We've been hearing for a while that uh, he's broke, can't pay his legal bills, and now his lawyers, uh, the people who are supposed to be representing him, are suing him for $1.36 million in unpaid legal fees. He racked up fees and expenses totaling more than $1.5 million, but he only managed to pay $214,000, and his oh. defense is just like, oh, that's like really expensive, man. <laughs> hey, what the I fuck? Love that. That like uh, costs shit. so much. Are you serious, dude? No way, no way. It's this high. Yeah, no, it is. By the way, so you know, he himself is a lawyer, and while he was representing Trump, he reportedly charged twenty thousand dollars a day. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, he, I, he's. I like that he really the way Rudy Giuliani says it's a real shame when lawyers do things like this. And all I will say is that their bill is way in excess to anything approaching legitimate fees. Sure, sure. The lawyer that he stiffed who is now suing him is one of his, like, oldest best friends. <laughs> his friendship oh, with Giuliani dates back to the 70s when they were both prosecutors in the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York. Wow. So. I wonder what the, how that friendship started, like, where... Like if this his friend like Robert Costello now is like, look at you now, Rudy. Look at you. Look now. at you. Look you at you. You got fuck. nothing. You got nothing. They, I mean, it, we've seen how recently like it's been all hands on deck to try and get him more money because it felt like he was going to Trump and be like, I got bills, dude. And like, you need to help me because like I know a lot of shit. Uh, and then recently there was a fucking hundred thousand dollar a plate fundraising dinner for Rudy Giuliani Rudy that Trump Giuliani's posted. His legal fees specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So God, yeah, I love. I have a feeling. Well, I wonder. I, he probably was able to pay a lot of that off. But anyway, who knows? Who knows? He's too busy being. Yeah, I like when the scammers get scammed. Get yeah get taken in for their scams by their own by their own. And the scammers scam, scam each other. Yeah. yeah, where you're just like none of these people have any loyalty to anyone but themselves. Of course, they're all gonna like fuck each other over at the end and turn on each other. <laughs> that to me seemed like the linchpin of the whole Trump thing was like everyone he, fucks he works everyone. with. Everyone he fucks everyone, but it's like everyone he works with is like somebody who would sell him out in a minute. Right. Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah, like they're all. That's the best part when they all turn on each other at the end. Yeah, it's, I'm waiting to see how the dominoes fall because it's every time we hear about the stuff happening in like Georgia or like Florida, there's more people who are like, uh, actually, they do not want to have the same defense team as Trump now and realize that like yeah. they were being like nudged to do what was the best for Trump and not for them to be free. You know, so. you know how these people like sell themselves as like brilliant businessmen and people are like, well, if he could make a billion dollars like surely he could run the country like yeah. their skill the thing that they all have in common that they're good at is the same skill displayed by if you've ever like been out to dinner with a group in like high school 
and everyone suddenly like, nah, I don't, I don't have enough money to pay this. Like, what right. are you talking about? Like, you no, you know, like arguing over the bill. Like that's yeah. before a homecoming dance. That is all. <laughs> that is their skill. They were right. just the most stubborn of the people who refused to pay for whatever they ordered. Right, and they're like, no, that's you see right here on the menu. It says twelve ninety nine, and so I put in twelve dollars. And it's like, well, we all also had drinks and... No, no, no. Yeah, we all got me. those big Coca-Colas because we're okay. in high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Th- through the, that like weird brown plastic cup uh, that was had the logo blasted got on the Got apps. Side. You ordered Dude. the apps. You demanded like, we order the apps. You ordered the, the Mojo Potatoes at Shakey's where we're having our dinner. Right. Well, I drove someone here, so like that costs gas money. Oh like, man, I, just we'll argue until you're too exhausted to like, have, continue the argument. I remember uh, we, Molly, you'll appreciate this. Before a dance, we went to Micelli's right there across from the the Ghislaine Maxwell In and Out. Oh, you mean Michelli's? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we that's how we say it. That's how we always say it the, in school. We're going to Micelli's <laughs> with the one C. That's why I would always be like, Oh, I say the that one C. I say the accurate Italian. Ah, yeah, perdona me. Yeah, uh, but so we went, and I remember one guy, I, this one dude, straight up just fucking just denied that they ordered the food that they did. And we were like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" That's and so funny. It was like, you know wild. what? Yeah, yeah. I would have to respect that because you're my like, friends. Well, he's like, well, where is it then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. shout out to my friends from this like Catholic. You know what they do Kentucky, now? Man. We all, every single one of us, was just like, "Nah, uh, uh-uh. uh, I don't oh, give d- a fuck. I'm not." Oh, just gaslight when the bill like comes. Ninth grade. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, nah. Applebee's, nah, nah, dude. Well, well, it wasn't me then. It was your so, fucking idea. We came here because you said yeah, your cousin well, was bad, working to get a discount. Not me. Well, she's not, so we can't yeah. get the discount. So Jack, what, have you dude? been to Michelli's? No. Oh my god, it's amazing. There's one in Hollywood too. It's like the waiters also sing. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. It's like and a piano bar, and your waiter so will be like, your waiter's like, here's your food, and then they like turn around and take a microphone and sing "Memory" from Cats. Yeah. What? Yeah. And the food, fantastically subpar. It's so mad. <laughs> but you're it's so for, mad. Yeah, but I but love it's so it. good for the experience. It's, you know, when you like walk in, t- you're like, this food is not tasting great, but it will taste like Italian food, yeah. as we know it by the American definition. I love those like mid Italian restaurants from the 50s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one yeah, of them. Yeah. But it's also like they have usually like, named little, like, after somebody, right? Yeah. Rays. There's like a fake balcony inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it's it. It's wild. <laughs> it's like two but, inches deep. Oh, we should go. Yeah. I'm going to take you guys there. Let's I got to go. Yeah. It's great because it's like a karaoke thing, but you don't have to do karaoke. Yeah. It's like someone just the crushes waiters Sinatra, are just singing. And you're like, oh, it's yeah, so like weird. It. I love it. Very uh, LA. Now I see Miles where you get your taste for the old country. Yeah. From Micelli's, yeah. as we would always hey. incorrectly say in my elementary school, and we will, we just can't, we can't let that pronunciation go. That guy who was ducking the bill, he went on to have a successful, uh, like chain of daycare centers. Yeah, oh my God, <laughs> profit king, you know, he yeah. knows, he knows how oh, to find profit, profit he daddy, knows, man. Yeah, profit somebody's got it. It's real. It's real. Somebody's got to get shorted. In that case, it was you. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the That's kids. That's all it is. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break and come back and talk about uh, something that we're all, every single one of us, every, if you're hearing my voice and you don't, and you are not in the C-suite at Lockheed Martin, you got shorted on this shit. Oh. Uh, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. And... Let's talk about the lost F-35. No longer lost, but was missing for about 48 hours. (laughs) The Pentagon announced that an F-35 was... uh, This is like what they're... The height of technology, the Ferrari of Pentagon fighter jets, just went missing somewhere in South Carolina after the pilot ejected for unknown reasons. (laughs) Possibly because he was yeeting on this jet plane, as my AK suggested. They've since located a debris field, but between Sunday and Tuesday, the government was just like at at such a loss that they were posting online asking for any help from the public as if they were searching for like a lost dog and not an $80 million uh, aircraft or $160 million. Was there a person in it? No, so the person basically... Oh, the person yeeted. The person yeeted the fuck out for reasons unknown. And then the plane just kept flying. And one problem is that it's, you know, I guess it was on auto, autopilot. And also it is designed not to be able to be uh, seen by radar. Wait, so he ejected and the shit was on auto? I mode? guess so. I or don't know. It just went a lot it further after he, where he actually ended up like being recovered. It took them 48 hours to find it. So it right. clearly was not in, it's not like it just went a couple extra miles. Like <laughs> that shit just kept going. I don't know what, what systems they have in place on this fucking thing. They're stealth, dude. 
That's what kind of system. You're telling me that the world's most advanced military aircrafts are working on the same level as like the self-driving cars. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say it is, but I think it is. That's so funny. (laughs) It's wild to me that the concern wasn't this fucker is going to crash into a bunch of people. Like, right. You know, they, they're like, they're the like it's still, still out there. We're not no, sure. No, they don't care about that. They're like, we don't care if it kills people. We care if we Just don't like get it back so we the can technology. use it to yeah. kill more people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, so I think as Arnold Schwarzenegger okay. put, collateral damage. This is actually an incredible place for me to insert a really off topic story that would yes. be sort of related. Okay. Well, you got to stop is stopping the, yourself from yeah. doing that. That is just, what you okay, are. Just hijack okay. the fighter jet. The queen. This of. is what I'm for. I just this like is what you're here for. <laughs> com- okay. So in this is the information I learned. And now it's been an intrusive thought that I was like, I everybody has to know this. Mm-hmm. I have to tell everyone, which is that my other search recently was for the Henry Ford Museum. Okay. For reasons I don't have to get into. And I learned that at the Henry Ford Museum, which is outside Detroit, they have the presidential limousine that JFK was assassinated in. After JFK was assassinated in it, they just refurbished it and used it for three more presidencies. Whoa! <laughs> for real? Isn't that fucking crazy? What? So just some like, yes. li- they just Lysoled it down and we're like, all they right. Lysoled it down. They added like a more pair security. of bowling shoes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because oh, the government shit. is so cheap. They were like, mm, "We can't buy a new car for the president. We got to keep using this car that they killed the president in." The one with like the magic That's bullet. Unreal. Yeah. Also, they the just w- found a like second he, bullet. The one he was sitting in. Yeah. When he got his. Whole shit blown off. Yeah, bro. They wiped it down. They wow. Said, wipe me down. Wipe me down. <laughs> That's just. And then they crazy. used it. It so it actually became the backup car. It like wasn't. They were it, like, I You've guess you've done it, your duty. You've done your service. Thank it you. It was like the back. It became the backup limousine, but it was like in the official fleet until through the Carter administration. Yeah. Wow. So that means. Like LBJ rode in that motherfucker. Well, yeah, like, that's he did. Crazy. I bet he fucked in that thing. Nixon, oh, yeah. Nixon he... laid his big fat head against the place where JFK's got blown up. Mm-hmm. That's Probably licked it a little bit, crazy. smelled it. Mm. Isn't that crazy? I can't yeah, stop telling. Like, I can't it's... believe that. After Johnson, so Richard crazy. Nixon used the car and requested additional modifications, creating a hatch in the roof where he could stand and wave to the crowd as he traveled. The final president to use the vehicle was Jimmy Carter, officially retired in 1977. Okay, but also, that's so funny that he was like, oh yeah, this car that wasn't secure enough that you could like <laughs> snipe a president through the window. I want I a, a sunroof my... so I can stand up. Well, it was a convertible, be... right? So you want yeah. a sunroof in the convertible? But I think there were modifications. I oh, think, they put a it. roof on it. They were like, well, that didn't work out. <laughs> that that went badly. Oh, so they, yeah, there's like, it looks like they had like a, it's sort of in pieces. And you oh, can add okay. and, and yeah. subtract little roofs. A really like roofs. shitty looking convertible. Isn't yeah. that insane though, that, that after that happened, that they weren't like this, this, this Kennedy car. car. It's called Kennedy have... car. <laughs> it was all they could do to keep from selling it as the Kennedy edition. 
Right. Isn't that crazy? That is fucking wild. Okay, I felt like that's sort of related to the go. government wanting Jack. their jet back. Where I'm just like, they're cheap. If they paid for something, they fucking are going to use it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, they did not want, they did not like, I mean, his brain went missing. They didn't want that car to be looked at or put in a museum where it could be observed. So you're saying that's a, yeah, right. That's not the real thing, huh? Well, they don't want people to, to figure out, you know, yeah, all the stuff. That JFK Jr. is alive. And it's <laughs> yeah. actually Joe Biden. Thank you. Next yeah, they don't want people to know that what happened to Kennedy was that he got the vaccine. Yeah. Dude. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'll happens say, to your brain if you get the vaccine. One thing I'll say about RFK Jr., though, is like, of course he's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The government killed his dad and his uncle. (laughs) And then he might have some opinions on that government. Yeah. Made it look like a random person did it. Yeah, there was also a new break in the JFK thing where somebody who was like in the car said there was a second bullet, which is new. Yeah. And the government was a second bullet. Nah, nah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's already two bullets that we know of. There was like a second bullet in the car. Oh, like, in the car that they just like kind of kicked to the side. Yeah. <laughs> LBJ found it like <laughs> hey, like, the next I'm time he wrote that. that shit. Yeah. That's neat. LBJ found it. Yeah. And then he passed a bunch of civil rights laws and then started the Vietnam War. Yeah. Uh, I believe a Secret Service agent accidentally blew Kennedy's head off. Accidentally or not. But uh, Oh, that's, that's you believe in that one? I believe that one. Yeah. And that's why they were like, first of all, when they called RFK Jr., they were like, sir, there's been a terrible accident. And that was like the Secret Service calling. And yeah, that that's my that's the theory that makes the most sense to me. Of, I of believe that happened and why there was a JFK's cum melts steel beams. His cum does melt steel beams. And a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. They, he needed to be stopped. People don't know that about Irish Catholics. Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch out for us, folks. Yeah. Gotta watch out. Dangerous. Don't uh, don't underestimate the Irish. <laughs> Fighting Irish. It'll be fine either way. Yeah, either way. Uh, you'll, you'll be fine either way. That is something, like, I remember an old Irish man was like, you know what they said about Kennedy, like, to me, like, trying to give me Irish pride? He's like, Kennedy always said... Let them underestimate us. They always underestimate the Irish Catholics. Oh, my God. Okay, man. All right. I don't know. I was kidding, but also (laughs) he did look. One thing I'll say about Kennedy, he did leave his fluids all over that car, and then Nixon had to, like, sit in them. Yeah. Well, it depends on how well it was wiped down, though. We don't know yet. That's power. There's no no wiping that down. (laughs) You can't wipe. You can't wipe down the president's brain. You can't put a towel down. <laughs> like a fucking murder car. To like it's ride around car. in the murder car of the for- of yeah. the person who had your job is so wild, but also like suggests a level of complicity by LBJ and Nixon, which I'm not mm. totally <laughs> that they is not totally outside of the realm of possibility. They should have called fucking Harvey Keitel from Pulp from Pulp Fiction to yeah, Exactly. The that's where they yeah, drove. Like, they drove to find the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the now car I'm like sped every off president to. every president should have to like sit in a car filled with like the skeletons of other presidents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's like also, your initiation. Like, the bodies of everyone murdered by the American Empire. 
Oh, yeah. So it's like a really big car. It would be another planet, I think, they would have to go to. But yeah, no. Sit with the ghosts. There you go. I do like in, like, England when they have all the scary, like, skeletons of famous dead people everywhere. (laughs) What do you mean? Like that church. You know, there's that scary church. Like the crypts? Yeah. There's, like, the scary church where, like, royals get married, and it's full of, like, the skeleton (laughs) of, like, king, whatever, bishop whomever and like literally they're skeletons with like a crown on it yeah. it's so scary but it feels we should do more of that america in general is like more all about that denial of death than Dude, is america, probably healthy there's not a better explanation of america than just like wiping down the vinyl in the fucking <laughs> JFK car and moving. Presidential limo. This never happened. Getting the wheels rotated and moving. Literally, it back this out never there happened. This limousine's fine. What car is Amer- this? And huh? like literally like Brand to new. America. To yeah. America. Jackie like was this. being a drama queen the way she was crawling all over the back of That's the car. Right. She could have dented, dented, dented the trunk and that would have come oh, out God. of her end. Yeah. But she was in the car. All that stuff happened in this car that you then ride in. And and that's so yeah, we're just like, nope, we wiped it down. Yeah. This didn't happen. America. No. Wait, are you are you saying we happened. didn't wipe it down? Cuz we did. We wiped Hold it on. down. Yeah. We wiped hey, it down and now the, it's bring, new. bring the black light in here. They don't believe we didn't wipe it down. We took it to my friend Jimmy's house and yeah. uh <laughs> had the wolf come by. Exactly. That's why I'm wearing this banana slug that- shirt. That is what they did also, for sure. <laughs> yeah. They had Jimmy the Wolf come by. Just a quick once over. Yeah. And then, but in, it would shoot. be like if they did the Jimmy the Wolf thing and then instead of like having the car smashed at a, you know, car smashing place at a, at a, a auto smashing. yard, <laughs> they, yeah. they were like, all right. And then like putting this on Turo. So yeah, we're just going to put it right back out. <laughs> all right. We do have to talk about that 35 uh, because. Oh, right, right, right. It, so one of its key advantages is it's near impossibility of being tracked by radar. So right. that makes it bad when it malfunctions and like ejects the pilot without warning. This is the third military Class A mishap in the past six weeks. The Class A mishaps are incidents in which the damage involved racks up over $2.5 million. But yeah, this is just the latest embarrassment involving the F-35 jet. The the story of this particular jet like really crystallizes the abject absurdity, grotesquerie mm-hmm. of our military spending. So the F-35 initiative is the most expensive weapons program ever, estimated to cost taxpayers more than one trillion dollars over its 60 year lifespan. So like, you know, a mm-hmm. free health care for everyone is is what this plane existence of this plane makes it impossible. Estimates for 20 years were initially pegged at $233 billion, and the actual cost was nearly double that. So it's the the one trillion estimate over the lifespan is probably low. And the Pentagon, like one of the problems is the Pentagon has always gone with a process of what's called concurrency with this which is where you start production while the aircraft is still being developed. <laughs> Concurrent. Hey, build as you go, man. Build as you go. We know yeah. we know the tires are going to look like that. So put those on. So you build the aircraft and then 
take off and then fix the problems while it's flying is the idea. Sounds Uh, foolproof. But this leads to unresolved technical problems that have plagued it, such as the fact that it doesn't operate well in rain. Can't (laughs) can't really work in rain in some cases. And so the Congress like instituted this law that was like, okay, can we take a look at these projects? Because like some of them don't make sense and you're spending like an entire European nation's gross domestic product just to like build these fucking planes that don't work. Right. And sounds right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the spending has nothing to do with keeping America safe. It's just more evidence that military spending is a mutually beneficial financial shell game between governments and corporations. Yeah, that and like Lockheed has it. Lockheed has a stranglehold on yeah, like everything too. Like the they, whole thing is Lockheed Martin. Yeah, you can't. Okay, you, but it's like a fucking McFlurry machine. It's like you can't send somebody else to do that. You got to have our people come by to do that. Yeah. So they like a lot of people say that like. Uh, who is it? One of these people who was analyzing the program quote. I had a sense after my first 90 days that the government was not in charge of the program. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. And none of the, they don't get used. They keep making them and they're not being used because of a lack of well, spare parts and maintenance equipment. It, dude, we're still developing. No, just give me a break. They're building it. They're building. They're just <laughs> and, like crapping these things out it. that can't work in the fucking rain and don't have any spare parts or maintenance equipment because they have there's only one place to get it which is a corporation that has no competitive reason to do anything you need it to because they're the only ones who fucking make it it's like <laughs> Okay, but go with me dollars. here guys. What if we all get a stake in the jet? Yeah. There we go. I just worked on it a bit. If uh, they said it was four hundred thirty-five billion in the first twenty years, we've all been paying seven dollars a year. Yeah, over the last twenty. Okay, years so we all get like a we all get to own like a little percentage of the the yeah. jet that they fly into nowhere. How the fuck is that not the case though? Like that we don't that like that we don't ha- aren't part owners of Lockheed Martin at this point. Like it's we're paying well, for it Martin, with our fucking tax dollars. Well, yeah, Jack, Lockheed Martin is a family. Lockheed Martin, is a f- <laughs> we're more like a family here. Can't at Lockheed buy your Martin. way into this family. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jesus the other really fucked up part is that, like, first of all, they're the largest institutional consumer of fossil fuels. Yes, um, and they recently told shareholders at a meeting to vote fucking no on a resolution that would have created a report on how the company is going to reduce fossil fuel use, like in line with the Paris Agreement. Uh, they said, quote, in the board's reasoning, shareholders should vote no on the re- resolution because it is premature and not in the best interest of our company or premature. our shareholders. Fuck that off. Earth, Earth death is not in our interest. And then also, like when you look at it, like there was a study about like just greenhouse emissions from the beginning of the invasion of afghanistan and you know the largest portion of this is from military jets yeah yeah cool they use no but we need to like start fucking recycling more like if you it's your fault (laughs) if you left a aluminum can and a trash can like that that's what's causing climate change wait what kind of straw are you using it's not that this jet uses one (laughs) thousand this jet uses one thousand straw you motherfucker 1,340 gallons of jet fuel per hour 
is what this thing uses. What's that MPG on there? Man was not meant to fly. Man was meant to fly in blimps. Yeah, That's yes. dirigibles, only blimps. Baby. If only, only we blimps, lived in baby. the steam age. Thank well, you. We we it's coming back. When we're old, by the time we're elderly, we're all going to be living through another age of giant That's dirigibles. Right. Jack Jack confirmed steampunk. Yeah. <laughs> confirmed. Or is that or is that the new way the fucking wealthy escape the hordes of the poor people? They go, we got to take to the skies, actually. I bet they're easy to shoot down, though, right? That's what they're going to do with the spaceships. Well, I feel like they're, they got to go. You can't just go. You can't go from Earth to spaceship right away. I feel like the middle Yeah, but ground... you don't think Jeff Bezos, you don't think Bezos and Elon Musk and those guys don't have a spaceport lined they... up? They or have, like, but, yeah, I'm sure they do, but I'm saying, like, I think for most people, like, not everyone is going to get there. I feel like there's going to be, like, the 500 feet in the sky version of a rich people city that only Elysium. has to come down for, yeah, yeah, something like that. But, yeah, eventually it will be uh, spaceships. But It'll be a city made of, of jets, city made of fighter jets. <laughs> and everybody flies their little fighter jets around. It's like a little Top Gun world. Oh, perfect. Personally, I can't wait because I'll definitely be one of the chosen ones and not one of the people left to die on yeah, Earth as it burns. Whose bloodstream is just 40% jet fuel. Like, right. You know what? Yeah. I can't wait. Maybe I'll get to live in a house yeah. here <laughs> when yeah. all the rich people leave. Yeah, we'll, we'll run them all out of town. Yeah. We'll all run them into the sky. That's right. Guys, you know what else they have at the Henry Ford Museum? <laughs> what? I want to go there so bad now. They have the fucking chair Abraham Lincoln got his brain slowed down too. What really? Is this? Yes. The, the place, it's all seating where people have had their fucking dome piece it's blown a, off? It's only progressives it's like, who got murdered like in them. 90, <laughs> yeah, it's a warning. Yeah, it's like, yeah, bitch. That's right. <laughs> Keep Don't telling people down. about Henry Ford. Don't yeah. fucking sit down. Watch your back. Watch your back. That's all we got to say over here. Wow. Yeah. Can you sit in it? No, probably They also not. got the shoes. They also have the sandals Gandhi was wearing when he got... Henry Ford was up. for sure like, I'll see you at the crossroads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's there what Henry go. Ford said to the Jews. Oh, That's right. wow. <laughs> yeah, in my model too. When he was reprinting the protocols of the elders of Zion and trying That's to right. get it distributed and Putting in it schools. in everybody's glove compartment. Yeah, like the Gideons, except with anti-Semitism here. Well, Molly Lambert, as always, what a pleasure having you. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Uh, you can find me. I'm on Instagram at Molly underscore Lambert. I am on TikTok now, just lurking so far, at Molly Lambert World. And yeah, hopefully have a new podcast coming out sometime. Yeah. To listen to. But also yeah, check yeah. out Heidi World if you haven't yet. Yeah, go listen to that right now. Right now. I put my put my bones in it. <laughs> hey man, you put your bones in this one. I put my bones right. I put my whole <laughs> bones into it. <laughs> and is there a work of media that you've been enjoying? Like an interview that you're about to tell us about recently or something? Oh, the Jan Wenner interview with David Marchese. Oh, I haven't read it. All right. Times. I need to read that. Is it, it is fucking bananas. crazy? Yeah. I mean, he's just like yeah, there were no women who I thought were like interest. No women or people of color that I thought were like worth including in my conversations with great musicians. Yeah, and they're like not Joni Mitchell, and he's like, mm, no, I don't think she's like, very good. <laughs> who? It's just crazy. I mean, Jan Wenner is 
you know, we've been known. We've been known. Yeah. A racist, misogynist, but it's crazy to see someone just be like, yup, doubling down. Somebody getting that much cultural influence from a magazine, they're gonna, they're gonna be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Sorry, I, I forced that one on you. Is there anything else? You oh enjoy? yeah, what's up? What else? Uh, let's keep it. Let's do a lighter one. I'm gonna say that Tate McRae video. Just yeah. a little nice little uh, autumn autumn bop for the girlies about you know getting your mojo back after your hockey player boyfriend cheats on you <laughs> by going to an ice rink and dancing, dancing with that wow. old glove on. Dancing with a weird glove on. <laughs> I'm shocked she doesn't use like a hockey stick, really. Yeah, I guess it felt, I think it was one of those things where the stylist was like, I don't know, like this? Maybe like you could dance with yeah, this like, on. Like, cause you're not gonna do it with shoulder pads, or, like a shin guard or some other No, shit. you could though. It may, really opens up possibilities for hockey, hockey yeah. slutwear. But is like our shoulder pads. I guess you pads, gotta be, yeah, I guess like, there's a lot of gear and like blades. Yeah, a lot of blades. A lot of I've blades. always found the uh, Jason Voorhees hockey mask deeply erotic. erotic. <laughs> well, wow, we've brought it back to ironic. Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. that would be good Halloween costume. Slutty I think that was Jason before Voorhees. we started recording. It was but, before we started, yeah. but people love to be included in our extended yeah. universe that includes the things we were talking about before the show starts recording. Yeah. We were talking about Jason we talking Voorhees. About, yeah, we were talking about Jason Voorhees and whether he should be a anti-gun advocate because he clearly, <laughs> right. like, yeah. just he uses a could use here. a gun. He's he knows about guns. Sides. He gets shot all the time, but he's a he's a blade king. People love sexy Jason Voorhees. Yeah, that's what happens when you search sexy Jason Voorhees. Yeah, but he's like you know he's the the originator of Ooh, hockey chic. Look at Damn. this one. Where he's yes. he's re- re- ripping open that work suit. Okay, mm-hmm. Jason. Yeah, Jason Voorhees, body yaddy. Wow, body yaddy Got that Jason body yaddy <laughs> Miles, where yeah. can people find you as their work of media? You've been enjoying. You can friend. find me trying to use generative AI to make an even sexier Jason Voorhees. Uh, but also at Miles of Gray, wherever they got names like that for you to enter and find me. I'm there. Instagram, Twitter. I'm not even saying formerly, formerly X, actually. Twitter, formerly X. Uh, I'm there as well. Uh, and also find us on Miles and Jack Out Mad Boosties. Find me on The Good Thief, which is the true crime show, and uh, 420 Day Fiance, where we talk 90 day. Uh, tweet I like is from at Internet Hippo. And it says, in blue check voice, let me get this straight. <laughs> every day it gets a little dark. <laughs> every day it gets dark a little earlier. And we're supposed to believe this is normal? <laughs> it's like peak blue check fucking viral yeah. tweet uh yeah. and i love that they captured the voice of that thing yeah a couple tweets i've been enjoying uh molly goodfellow at hans smolman hans molman whoops uh <laughs> hans smolman <laughs> i you're hans molman in this situation i think i am okay, uh tweeting Block me if you want, but I'm excited for it to get colder at night so I can truly be on my snug as a bug in a rug game. Mm. Which I, I just love a controversial take like that. Yeah. And un, at Uncool Boyfriend tweeted, Your Honor, who gives a fuck, Loki? And I <laughs> just like, like that energy. 
bring it bring it into the courtroom baby uh you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website daily zeitgeist.com where we got our facebook page and our website <laughs> what <laughs> we link off to uh the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a footnotes. footnotes and we also link off to a song that we think you might enjoy miles what is a song that you think people might enjoy uh, i think this is gonna be a track called endless by akn and it's is like really this to? yeah yeah it's like a yeah. drill like hard house mashup it's just body also you know what actually truth be told a song i first heard on tiktok ha 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 uh, but ends up being one of those things, one of those joints them that you can only get on SoundCloud. So check this out. It's only on SoundCloud and it's the artist is AKN and the track is called Endless. Is it the one where the person is rapping about getting out of the car? Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't So hey. that is what put us on the Jason Voorhees conversation in the first place. This is truly wow. this episode is like <laughs> folding Starts in on begins. itself. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing the Mr. Show where you bring it all around yeah. at the end. Yeah. We were, ta- we were more, talking yeah. about British rappers who like rap about blades. Knife and he's crime. like, I wish I had a Glock, but uh, I have a big you got a 15 knife inch blade instead. I'll, I'll stab you with it. <laughs> but, you know, I wish it, I wish I could rap about gunplay. Right, right. I will collapse your lungs. <laughs> Anyways. <I will> collapse your lungs. <laughs> Isn't that what he kind of says? Yeah. The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us today. Back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.